Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. Well, the concept of spring's an elusive one if, like me, you live in the upper Midwest, or at least if you lived there the last week. I spent a glorious four days earlier this week in Washington, D.C., just in time to experience sunny 80-degree days and sort of like whipped cream atop a Sunday. The cherry blossoms came out in their full glory while I was visiting. They're still out, by the way, and if you can get to D.C. in the next few days, well, you're in for a treat. But then I returned to my hometown of Minneapolis-St. Paul just in time for an ice and snowstorm that began on Wednesday night. Lovely, and the ground is still covered with snow. But we all soldier on, don't we, no matter where we live, and if all this precipitation helps Midwest farmers, who they experienced a drought last season, if they, uh, this helps them for this season, well, I'm willing to mush through slush a few extra weeks. Okay, you're listening, of course, to America's most popular radio travel show, and this weekend I'm delighted to welcome another new station and neighborhood to our family of stations across the country. Please say hello to WXDE News Talk Radio Delaware 105.9. WXDE broadcasts from Lewis, Delaware, and covers the Delmarva Peninsula, and if you're not from that part of the country... Delmarva stands for Delaware, Maryland, and Virginia. And we're talking about the Atlantic Ocean resort towns of not just Lewis, Delaware, but also Rehoboth, Delaware, Ocean City, Maryland, Dewey Beach, and more. This is a gorgeous swath of land that I am personally very familiar with because for decades I lived in D.C. and I spent numerous summers in those beach towns with my children renting homes and, and having a ball. So it's a particular pleasure to welcome WXDE News Talk Radio, Delaware 1059. Uh, just about the same time families in the Mid-Atlantic region are beginning to plan their summer vacations, probably along that very coast of the Delmarva Peninsula. Coming up this hour, we'll learn a bit more about a different sort of way to vacation. It's called agritourism. It's all about staying on a farm or ranch rather than a, in a hotel or a vacation condo. Then if you looked at the population of the U.S. and tried to determine the exact center of that population, in other words, where an equal number of people lived on the west as well as the east, the north as well as the south, you'd come up with what experts call the centroid. And every 10 years after the census, well, that centroid shifts. It's a fascinating way to follow the travels and movements of the American people. We'll learn where the new centroid is at about 18 after the hour when journalist Jeremy Miller joins me. Here's another way to travel, particularly if you're a piece of paper currency in the United States. Maybe you've come across a dollar bill or a 5, 10, or 20 with the website wheresgeorge.com written on it. Ever wondered what that meant? Well, the site tracks the natural geographic circulation of American paper money. You get it, you go to the website, you post the time of day and where you are, and it tracks that bill. It's been used by at least one researcher to learn the statistical patterns of human travel in the U.S. Plus, we'll meet the man who started the Where's George phenomenon back in 1998. Then, this is the season to visit Patagonia, and travel writer Wayne Bernhardson joins me to explain why. Got some deals at the end of the hour, as always. Let's start with a quick look at the news this week in travel. It appears, as I broadcast live Saturday morning, I know a lot of our stations shift the show to later in Saturday and Sunday, so the news will be updated on this. But as of Saturday morning, there are no fatalities reported in the aftermath of that Lion Air Boeing 737 that overshot the runway in Bali and wound up partially submerged in the, Indi- in the Indian Ocean earlier today. Eyewitnesses are calling it something of a miracle, given that the fuselage of the new plane had a large crack in it. There was an initial report of one injured passenger. Lion Air is Indonesia's largest privately run airline. There were 100 passengers aboard that plane. There's disturbing news out of the Joshua Tree National Park in Southern California, not far from Palm Springs. 
This gorgeous park that's at the crossroads of the Mojave and Colorado deserts is a favorite spot for hikers. It's rugged, hot, dusty, filled with interesting cacti and stone formations. But the National Park Service has had to close two sections of the park, at least temporarily, due to a rash of graffiti. Visitors with spray paint have been defacing rocks on boulders in popular Rattlesnake Canyon. And the graffiti is carved into stones around the Barker Dam. That's led to the closing of that area as well. Park officials are trying to determine who's been doing this stuff and how to figure out how to remove the offending scribbling. Fortunately, national parks experience a fairly low rate of vandalism generally, and other parts of the Joshua Tree National Park are still open to visitors. And Honolulu this week banned smoking at a number of Oahu's beaches and parks. The list is a long one, so you might want to look around for signage before you light up when you're next visiting Oahu. Violators will be fined $100 for their first offense, $200 for the second within 12 months, and $500 for subsequent offenses. Uh, offenses. Honolulu's mayor suggested he would support banning smoking at all the city's beaches and parks. Agritourism has been popular in countries such as Italy and Germany for years. I think that's a relatively new term, however, to most Americans. Jane Eckert is CEO of Eckert Agri-Marketing. I asked her to join me for a few minutes to explain to me the state of agritourism in America. Jane, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. Thanks so much. It's a pleasure to be talking with you today. Let's start with what does American-style agritourism encompass? What are we talking about here? Uh, probably it's been around a long time, um, and, and it initially was really farms having experiences on their farm properties, and that was the easier things like we might recognize in our own communities like uh, pick-your-own and corn mazes and pumpkin patches. But as farms have begun to expand their experiences and being more comfortable with the, with the public coming onto their farm property, we have extended, they have extended their offerings now into farm stays, as you've discussed. And we have many of those around the U.S., across North America and around the world. But the U.S. probably is a little slower in getting involved in farm stays than, as you said, in, in Europe and in Italy and those places. How do I find an agritourism opportunity near where I live? Right now, there are really a couple of websites out there where you could look. Uh, one is called RuralBounty.com. It's an interactive North American website that would you could put in farm state by state, and they would tell you who is listed on their website. There is another one that I thought of that I hadn't mentioned to your producer earlier, but it's called FarmStayUSA.com. And both of those websites are constantly being updated, and many states now as well would have state bed and breakfast uh, associations, but among those associations, many of the farms are now also registering their properties. Is it, is, it, is it a true generalism to say that it might be less expensive for a family to stay on a farm or a ranch? I know although ranches can be prices vary widely depending on the level of accommodations, but is it true to generally say that maybe staying on a farm might be less expensive than a family of three or four well, I can say it would be less expensive than Disney. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not necessarily. I, I, in general, is it less expensive? Yes. But as you mentioned, there are many ranch experiences. It depends on the level of involvement and experience provided to people. Some farms uh, just have a beautiful cabin by the lake that they'll let the family rent and do their own food. But ah, in and, other then, cases, and then some will get you more involved in the farming. And some will get you more thing. involved. So it really depends on the kind of experience that you want, and that's why these interactive websites will tell you exactly the amenities that are offered and the activities that are offered, because some do offer horseback riding, ATV rides. Some of them will allow you to go out and do the farm chores with the farmer and ride in the tractor. So it's a little bit depends on how much you want to be involved. I know the state of Vermont also has a, a farm uh, website, uh, 
essay-type website. There are a couple of states, Vermont and um, Pennsylvania, that are very focused on that. So the number of farms getting engaged in this and the marketing of them have really expanded so that people that want to have this kind of activity anytime, 12 months a year, it's available and it's pretty easily uh, researched on the Internet. And my guest should know. Her name is Jane Eckert. She's the CEO of Eckert, E-C-K-E-R-T, Eckert Agri-Marketing. Jane, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Those two websites that Jane mentioned again, RuralBounty.com and FarmStayUSA.com. Coming up, where exactly is the absolute center of America when it comes to the population? We'll go in search of the centroid after this break. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Did you know that our loyal sponsor, Travel Guard, is a leading provider of travel insurance plans? When you buy a plan, it comes with 24-hour travel assistance. It's a true lifeline when you're away from home. Help during travel delays, medical emergencies, and with lost or stolen baggage are just some of what Travel Guard provides. Choose from several affordable and comprehensive plans. Travel more and worry less. Visit TravelGuard.com or RudyMaxa.com. Coverage limited by the terms and condition of the policy and may not be available in all states. Underwritten by National Union and Fire Insurance Company in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Non-insurance services provided by Travel Guard Group Incorporated. With over a million products, Granger's your one-stop shop to help keep your facility running. And no one has more of the best brands. Like GE, Granger is America's largest industrial distributor of GE lighting products, including LEDs, which use up to 80% less energy. The brands you want, the products you need, the good-looking radio guy you love to hear. Okay, I added that part. So call, visit a branch, or click Granger.com slash GE lighting today. Granger for the ones who get it done. Wouldn't it be great if you could get everything you needed for your small business for free? Like a building for free, a company car for free, your business website built for free? The cost to have your website professionally built can be thousands of dollars. But for a limited time, the experts at web.com will build your website on one of the domains that define the internet, .com and .net, powered by VeriSign, absolutely free. And that's not all. Web.com will promote your new website in all the major search engines, like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy with your new website, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for just one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call now to get your new site up and running in as little as seven days, free. Call 1-800-952-9915. That's 1-800-952-9915. 1-800-952-9915 or go to web.com slash radio. To join Rudy Maxett, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back. This segment of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by Travel Guard, a leading provider of travel insurance plans. Whatever your travel needs, you can choose from several affordable and comprehensive plans by going to travelguard.com. Travel more and worry less. Visit travelguard.com. Excuse me, travelguard.com. And keep in mind, coverage limited by the terms and condition of the policy and may not be available in all states. I've always wanted to say that real fast, those things those guys say at the end of commercials. I carry a Travel Guard card. Uh, you might want to look into it, too, particularly if you have a trip coming up in the future that you've invested quite a bit of money in. 
there's a magazine called um, Orion Magazine that is sort of has an ecological bent. It's put out uh, up in New England in the Boston area. And I was reading, I read a fascinating article by a journalist named Jeremy Miller, who joins me now. It is about something called the centroid. Uh, Jeremy, because you wrote the article, I'm going to ask you to explain what the heck the centroid is. And then in a minute, we'll talk about where it is and, and why it is. And I just find it, I, I found it was a fascinating piece, Jeremy. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, so, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take a crack, a quick crack at uh, explaining what the centroid is. Um, to, to, figure, to understand what it is, you've got to uh, first visualize a two-dimensional map of the United States. And um, the map uh, has people distributed across the face of it where they live, and the map is spinning. And basically what the centroid does is projects a balance point for that spinning two-dimensional map based on where people live. And the centroid tells you uh, basically wh how the population is distributed across the face of the country. So, for example, in 1790, during the first census, uh, the centroid point was located just outside of Baltimore. And in that 220 was considered years, the, cent the center of the population of the United States, Baltimore, Maryland, back, th back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, because everyone was distributed to the east side of the, uh, of the sure. country. Uh, but you, as you can imagine, over the next 220 years, the, pe the population sort of fanned west. Uh, spreading out across West Virginia, Illinois, uh, Indiana, Ohio, you know, uh, generally trending west. And, and the, today the center of population, or centroid, lies in a little town in Missouri called Plato, Missouri, which is out in the middle of the Ozark Mountains. Who um, determines this, Jeremy? Well, that is uh, the job of, of the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration and Census. Um, they collaborate to, to using census data uh, to, to, to pinpoint this, uh, this strange marker. Um, and, you know, at first glance, it might not seem like it's that significant, but when you take it in its totality, it really tells the story of, of how the population is spread across the face of the country. It does, because it's moved from Baltimore to Missouri now, so clearly there are a lot of Westward Ho people that caused that to happen. Uh, so does it, uh, the major census, I know, is taken every 10 years. Does this change every year, every six months, every 10 years? Well, it, it, you know, the, it, technically Obviously speaking, the population is changing all the time. But, of course. But, uh, yeah. the, the, the point is calculated based on that snapshot of the census. So, so the point is determined, yeah, every 10 years. And, um, you know, so, so what it tells you is the story of westward migration, but also um, if, if you look back, you know, about 100 years, back to around 1910, 1920, you'll notice that the centroid uh, makes a sharp southward turn. And in my reporting, uh, in the story for Orion Magazine, I was really trying to figure out, you know, why did it stop going west and make this, this sharp southward movement? Well, and, and at first, you know, you, you understand that that, tells you about southern population growth, growth of cities such as Atlanta, Houston, San Diego. But um, I, you know, I was talking with a historian named David Kennedy at Stanford University, and he said you know, that, was, that was triggered by air conditioning, that, that oh. this, this seemingly small uh, piece of technology <laughs> allowed uh, the, the massive population growth in the south. And, of course, these things were fueled by big uh, water engineering projects, uh, the Bureau of Reclamation and Tennessee Valley Authority. But uh, interesting to, to consider how uh, the growth of population can hinge on these seemingly small um, sort of technological advances. 
I find I just find this fascinating, the sort of center of the America constantly uh, changing. My guest is Jeremy Miller. He's a journalist, and he has a fascinating piece in Orion Magazine. You can find it at Orion, orionmagazine.org, all one word, orionmagazine.org. Um, check it out. There's also a link on my Facebook uh, fan page, Rudy Max uh, Travel Slash Leisure. Um, you're going to have to scroll down a little to find the link. I put it in uh, last week, so it's under some other items, but it is a great piece. Now, okay, now, uh, Jeremy, is, is, is the centroid... Some, is is there a physical marker? Is do they build a monument to it? Does it is it move from city to or to, from destination to destination every ten years? Yeah, if people are interested in, in going out and finding it, they can take a trip about 150 miles uh, south uh, southwest of uh, St. Louis to the little town of Plato, Missouri. Uh, and they're in in the small town. Uh, there's not much to the town. It's basically one street, a cafe, a bank, a farm supply store, and and they'll. It, Folks will look around. We'll find a little park in the middle of town. There's a gazebo, and planted atop that gazebo, or planted next to the gazebo, I'm sorry, is a pillar of uh, Missouri red granite with a with a 12-inch stainless steel disc that was uh, set there by the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, and that marks the the the, the center of population for 2010. Um, Interestingly, though, the, the, the actual center, based on the mathematics, you know, the number crunching from the census, is found out in the woods a few miles north of town. And uh, in the article, we actually traveled out to that point, uh, and, it, and it falls out in, in the middle of a little clearing uh, just north of town. And that's one of the fascinating things about the, the centroid measurement as well, is that you know, while this is a story of population growth, so often the center falls out in these places with very little population. In fact, in you know, the 220 years of the movement of the, cent the centroid, only twice has it actually fallen in a city. Uh, once on the outskirts of Baltimore, like I said, in 1790, and then, um, then in the, in the mid-1900s uh, in, um, in Covington, uh, Kentucky. And, and so, from your piece, I recall, you, in Missouri, you, you tromped out with the uh, National Oceanographic and asked for NOAA folks, NOAA folks. Mm -hmm. You actually yep. tromped through the brush to a small creek and actually found the exact place, right? We did, yeah. Uh, it was, it was uh, a, a little trip that we took. Dave Doyle, the, the head surveyor for uh, NOAA, uh, pinpointed it. And, and so we used the GPS coordinate and crossed a, a pasture. We, we had to cross private property to get to this exact point, so he had made arrangements to do that. Uh, and once we got there, we crossed a little creek and, and found the spot, and uh, it was a very symbolic moment, but also telling in that, you know, if you think about it, the, the point was only there for this, this small uh, instant. Uh, the population is growing all the time, so it's this it's just, you know, it's always moving. It's fleeting, and it, it, it's a perfect symbol for the growth of uh, of the American population because it just never rests. Well, you told the story of visiting one guy uh, where uh, I guess it must be the last centroid was in his front yard. And what did he tell you when he when he came out to the porch to greet you while you were looking at it? Yeah, this fellow is uh, named Junior Harris. He lives in the little town of Edgar Springs, which was the, the location of the 2000 uh, center of population, and. Um, the marker happens to be set right in his front yard, and, and he saw me and the folks from NOAA and Census milling around in his front yard. And he came out onto his front porch and asked if he could help us, and, uh, and Dave Doyle uh, asked, do you know what this marker means? And he said, oh, of course, you know, that's the, the center of population marker. If I walk to the east side of my property, the whole world shifts. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he had become uh, uh, a, a fairly articulate and colorful ambassador for this, uh, for this point. And uh, that's one thing I, I learned while reporting this, is that um, 
folks really gravitate to this idea. They, they like to know where the center is. Sure. Uh, even if it's an abstract measure like this, because it gives them a sense of, uh, of their place on the earth, where they stand, and how they relate to uh, sort of their surroundings. And in this case, how they relate to history. The centroid in Edgar Springs in 2000, where, what state is Edgar Springs in? Edgar Springs is also in Missouri. It's, oh, Missouri it's, got uh, it twice. Yeah, Missouri's had it for a few years now. It's, uh, it's, it's hung around in Missouri, I think, since, uh, the, since 1980. Uh, I could be wrong about that. It may have been moved into Missouri in the 70s. But uh, it's slowly kind of migrating uh, south through Missouri. And some folks, uh, folks at NOAA and Census think it might actually leave Missouri if the southward trend uh, continues and just oh. poke into uh, northern Arkansas. Well, as all these baby boomers retire and head to Florida and Arizona and California, Southern California, we just got a minute left, uh, Jeremy. So, there, so there, the centroid markers of previous decades um, are, are still where they are. There must be people who travel around to collect these things because people travel to collect all kinds of weird things. Not to collect them physically, but to see them and say, I've seen the last 10 centroids or whatever. Yeah, I think so. I, one thing that if, if people are interested in getting out and finding these is that there's a specific, a, a very precise uh, GPS coordinate attached to them. So if, if you go to the to census's webpage and you know Google Mean Center Population, you'll you'll get a list of these things. Um, oh, and perfect. so one thing I've gathered is it's geocachers. It's people that like to go out and uh, sure. and, and you know use their GPS to get to places. But um, I think you know anyone that's interested in, in American history, the road narrative of American history, would find this a, a fun adventure. Jeremy Miller is a journalist, author of a piece called The Centroid. It's in Orion Magazine. You can check it out at orionmagazine.org. You'll find a link to The Centroid and his piece at my Facebook fan page, Rudy Maxa, Travel Slash Leisure. Jeremy, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Rudy. Appreciate it. Be right back. Rudy Maxa's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Hey, folks, with summer vacation planning in full swing, have you thought about travel insurance? Our loyal sponsor, Travel Guard, offers valuable coverage that travels with you and your family. Travel Guard's available 24-7 with several plans to choose from. Covering medical emergencies and evacuations, travel delays and trip cancellations, lost luggage and more, Travel Guard's your lifeline away from home. Visit TravelGuard.com or RudyMaxa.com. Coverage limited by the terms and condition of the policy and may not be available in all states. Underwritten by National Union and Fire Insurance Company in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Non-insurance services provided by Travel Guard Group Incorporated. Several research studies show that people who are on the same diet and exercise program lose three to four times as much weight when taking 1,100 milligrams of pure green coffee extract than they do when not taking it. So if you are serious about losing weight, call Longevity Medical Clinic to order your bottle of pure green coffee extract at 866-869-6864, extend Extension 1. That's 866-869-6864, extension 1, or order online at lmclinic.com. That's lmclinic.com. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. It's 33 minutes after the hour here in Rudy Maxa's world where it's all travel all the time. Ever gotten a $1, or $5, $10, or $20 bill with somebody's written very neatly maybe in the corner, where's George.com? 
Well, the man who started WhereIsGeorge.com way back in the 90s is named Hank Heskin, and he joins me today. Hank, welcome to Rudy Max's World. We talk about travel in, in, in a broad sense, and what you started was a way to track the traveling of American paper currency around the world, uh, certainly in the United States. Do I, have I encapsulated it correctly? Yes, you have. And thanks well, how did this on. start? What, what gave you this idea? Um, it was back in 1998. Um, I was at work. I was going to lunch at the cafeteria, and I was about to pay for my lunch. And I noticed on one of the dollar bills that I had, I had a really short um, message written on the border, and but someone wrote in handwriting, "Write this message on ten other dollar bills, and you'll get good luck." And really quickly, it started. It reminded me of the chain letters people used to send around in the mail. Sure. They were completely they were completely anonymous. Um, but in this case, I, it occurred to me. It sort of dawned on me. It's sort of aha moment, like. This, this dollar bill has a serial number on it, so theoretically you can track where they go. Um, so over lunch, I kind of mulled about it for a while, and and this was '98. The internet was just the web was just sort of you know getting its wheels spinning, uh, and I thought you know a website to do this would you know it's a pretty kind of quirky, interesting idea, and that's how it really got started. Unbelievable. May I ask you what you do? What your profession is? Uh, I'm a database architect. <laughs> um, okay. I'm a, so I'm a technologist, so I'm just in the business. So how how has this evolved? What is the state of where is George now? Um, well, over the past 14 years, I mean, it started pretty slow. Like it was a, just a, you know, I cobbled together a website. You know, in the you know, I was traveling for work all the time, so in the hotel rooms, I would cobble something together and teach myself HTML and all the technology behind it. Um, so it started out pretty small uh, for the first year or two, uh, and then USA Today did an article in uh, 2000. And that got a lot of people into it. And since then, it just has continued to grow. People find it an interesting hobby, um, something to attract where their, their bills go, connect with other people. It's all kinds of different things. I know people have gotten together in clubs and so on, but what, how, how, what metrics do you use to measure this? The number of bills you guys are tracking, it, the, the site is tracking at any point, the, the number of places that the most bills have been? Um, there's lots of different ways to, 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 to measure it, and it depends on who, you know, who's looking or who's, quite, who, who's asking the question. Um, I guess the big metric is we go by how many bills have been entered so far, and that's about 220 million bills have been entered and tracked. Oh, my goodness. Um, of course, you know, a large number of those have probably been removed from circulation since the bill's lifespan sure. is only about two years, but some bills last 10 or 20 years. So they, any one of the bills entered could still be traveling around. Okay, and and is there another metric, uh, the the, um, the the most off cited bill or, or certainly reported bill? Yes, um, it it kind of is it kind of decays after a while. So a bill can only be entered so many times. Our most um, common bill has been entered about fifteen or sixteen times, and that was the last time it was entered was a few years ago. So we think that we suspect that that probably will you know never be seen again. Um, but there's a bunch of bills that have been entered ten times, eleven times, twelve times. Um, but those are sort of more at the um, tail end of the spectrum. And I referenced um, a study by uh, someone who, who used the results that you're turning up. What, in, in, in a sentence or two, what was that study about? Um, Dirk Brockman took the database of where dollar bills travel from person to person as a proxy for how humans travel. Um, he was looking for a data set that, to, to come up with a new model for epidemiology, how diseases spread, and all of the data that he had by airlines and cars and trains didn't really match up and he came across where's george and he said well dollar bills travel wherever where people travel so it was a perfect proxy for his research to see you know human to map human mobility 
Fascinating. Yeah. And uh, so anybody can just go to whereisgeorge.com, right, and, and, and enter uh, the serial number of a bill, and, and, and I guess you write whereisgeorge.com on it, and then when yeah. the next person gets it, they can go in and say, hey, I just got it here in Tampa, Florida, or whatever. Yeah. Um, a lot of people get started by just looking in their pockets and, and seeing, you know, looking for a bill that already has been marked or stamped with whereisgeorge.com and going to the website and seeing where it has, has already been. And that gets people interested because it's uh, right away you get to see, oh, this bill has already been in, you know, Texas and California. Now it's in Tennessee. It's kind of interesting. And that gets people started. And I'm sure if a lot of your listeners just look in their pockets now, they might find one or two and uh, go check it out. And, and there are people who literally will get stacks of bills and, and put whereisgeorge.com on it and then go across the country distributing it to see where they all fall eventually, correct? Yeah. Um, the, 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 what started as a quirky idea in a cafeteria turned out to be essentially creating a hobby for thousands of people who do this as a hobby. They enter lots of bills. They travel. They spend them. You know, they get lots of hits coming back to see where all the bills have been. Um, there's a whole, you know, nomenclature of terms that have grown up out of the website that the users have created and it's a fun hobby for a lot a lot of people how money travels started in the cafeteria in 1998 by hank eskin my guest hank i appreciate your joining me i find this just absolutely fascinating uh and i uh, i i i can't wait we'll check in with you in a couple of years yeah that sounds great hank eskin, hank eskin is the founder of whereisgeorge.com uh, you might want to join in and watch how the money in your pocket travels over the course of the next uh, year or two or check some other bills out. I just, I, I just, <laughs> as I say, we cover travel in all dimensions here in Rudy Max's world, and this is one of the more unusual travel stories. Stick around. We'll come back. We'll go a little more. We'll talk about a little more conventional travel. We're going to talk about a Patago part of Patagonia that doesn't get as much attention. We're going to talk about Patagonia in Chile. Most people go to the Argentinian side. We'll be right back. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Wouldn't it be great if you could get everything you needed for your small business for free? Like a building for free, a company car for free, your business website built for free? The cost to have your website professionally built can be thousands of dollars. But for a limited time, the experts at web.com will build your website on one of the domains that define the Internet, .com and .net, powered by VeriSign, absolutely free. And that's not all. Web.com will promote your new website in all the major search engines, like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy with your new website, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for just one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call now to get your new site up and running in as little as seven days, free. Call 1-800-952-9915. That's 1-800-952-9915. 1-800-952-9915. Or go to web.com slash radio. With over 900,000 products and 31 diverse product categories, Granger is basically an anything-you-need supply buffet. We've got everything from safety and electrical products to hardware, hand tools, and more. So you can efficiently purchase exactly what you need from one source, saving time and trouble. And just to be sure, the buffet thing was a metaphor. Please don't eat the stuff. Buy your supplies smarter. Just call, click Granger.com, or stop by a branch today. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ladies, when was the last time you found it easy to lose weight? 
If you're like most women, it was before you turned 40. That's because age 40 is when hormonal imbalance begins. And until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. Thank goodness today we have Ambrin. Ambrin promotes hormonal balance naturally. It's clinically shown to cause weight loss in women over 40 with no big lifestyle changes required. I thought I was somehow not trying hard enough to lose weight. Turns out it was my hormones. I started with Ambrin, and I finally lost the weight. It was so easy, and I feel fantastic. Ambrin relieves other symptoms of menopause, too, like hot flashes, fatigue, sleeplessness, and many more. The first 50 callers right now can get a complimentary, risk-free trial of Ambrin with a 30-day supply free. Now, free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers now at 1-800-892-2988. That's 1-800-892-2988. 1-800-892-2988. Several research studies show that people who are on the same diet and exercise program lose three to four times as much weight when taking 1,100 milligrams of pure green coffee extract than they do when not taking it. So if you are serious about losing weight, call Longevity Medical Clinic to order your bottle of pure green coffee extract at 866-869-6864, extension 1. That's 866-869-6864, extension 1. Or order online at lmclinic.com. That's lmclinic.com. Got a question or comment? Need advice? Jump on board now by calling the show at 800-387-8025 or visit the show anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. 43 minutes after the hour, I said before the break that Patagonia is a favorite destination for American travelers. They often go to the Argentinian part of Patagonia. They still go to Chile as well, but I have a feeling Chile is... Uh, not quite as visited by North Americans as Argentina. A man who can answer that question is joining me now. His name is Wayne Bernardson, and he is the author of Moon, the Moon Handbook's Guide on Argentina, Chile. He's written the uh, Moon Handbook Guide on Buenos Aires as well as Patagonia. He knows his Patagonia. Wayne, am I right? Do more people, do more North Americans trend toward the Argentinian side versus Chilean? I think that's probably the case. I think uh, uh, Patagonia is probably more often associated uh, with yeah. uh, Argentina than with Chile. Uh, also, there's the problem is it's a bit more accessible on the Argentine side. Uh, if you think of uh, uh, the west coast of South America as a mirror image of the west coast of North America, a lot of Chilean Patagonia would be roughly would correspond to uh, the Alaska Panhandle. Really, so very thinly populated uh, settlements, few and far between. Uh, ferries connect part of the area, but there's also uh, now a highway, um, part of which is paved, part of which is gravel, but generally pretty good gravel, uh, that runs uh, through the whole northern part of, uh, of Chilean Patagonia. Uh, you say you that... can fly in there from, uh, from Santiago, from, uh, say from the United States to Santiago, and then from Santiago to uh, the city of Coyhaique, which, uh, to my mind, is the ideal place to start a road trip at this time of year. And you say that, uh, this time of year, of course, is, is their fall because it's our spring, <laughs> except here in Minnesota. Um, right. Tell me what, if I landed uh, there, if I landed in the Chilean part of Patagonia now, what would I see? Tell me, describe the pleasures of that, of fall in, in Chilean Patagonia. Well, it's very, a very thinly populated area. Uh, there's about, oh, uh, almost a, a thousand kilometers or 600 miles of highway 
uh, the, uh, stretching north and south from the regional capital of the city, city named uh, Koyaike, and that's a good place to rent a car and head either north or south on the highway. Uh, you'll see dense, dense southern beach forests, which at this time of the year provide the sort of fall colors that uh, we might associate uh, with New England in uh, you know September or October. Uh, but uh, with uh, not even a, uh, just a frac- tiny fraction of the population uh, of, uh, of any part of the United States. Like I said, the, the closest analog that you could find would probably be uh, the Alaska Panhandle in this country, but there's no roads through, the Alaska, much, uh, through any significant part of the Alaska Panhandle. And, and uh, I, I gather that, uh, I'm, what am I doing there? Am I hiking? I'm sightseeing? I'm whitewater rafting? Few, there are quite a few national parks. Uh, there is the Futaleufu River, uh, which is a tongue twister for a lot of English speakers. Uh, <laughs> but that is widely regarded as one of the top ten whitewater rivers on Earth. Uh, uh, there are several U.S. rafting companies that have uh, riverside camps uh, down there. And I know people who consider it the top whitewater river on Earth. Beautiful, beautiful. I, uh, we're going to put a, a link to uh, um, Wayne's guidebooks on our website. It's a little too long to give over the, excuse me, on my Facebook fan page because the website's a little too long to give out. But last night I downloaded two apps on my iPhone, one on my iPhone, one on my iPad. One was uh, Wayne Bernardson's guide to... Um, to Chile and another to Argentina. And I'm looking at the Argentinian one right now. So you're going to get information on taxis, uh, seeing Argentina by bicycle, food, uh, bodegas, obviously. Well, it's, it's, it, it's a very extensive app, well worth, I think it's two ninety nine. I mean, a bargain at the price. Uh, what are the names of those two apps exactly, Wayne? Uh, the Argentina app is called Argentina Travel Adventures, and the Chile app is called uh, Chile Travel Adventures. I'm presently updating the Argentina version, and shortly uh, there'll be a new, uh, greatly expanded version out that will have a lot more information on uh, Buenos Aires and vicinity, and will also include uh, suggestions for new itineraries, for example, such as uh, a weekend in Uruguay, which is so uh, easily accessible from uh, from Buenos Aires. Uh, so the talk- most of the expanded coverage will be on uh, on Buenos Aires and vicinity. I love Uruguay. Uh, let, let me just say that uh, you can also follow Wayne on Facebook if, if you look up Southern Cone, that's C-O-N-E, Southern Cone Travel. Wayne, all too brief, but people know where to go, and we're going to put a link on my Facebook fan page, Rudy Max uh, Travel Slash Leisure. Uh, to you. I really appreciate your joining us, and, and, and I was very, very impressed by your apps. I mean, those are uh, fascinating. Well done. Okay, great. Thank you, Rudy. I hope to do it again sometime. I look forward to as well. Wayne Bernardson is the author of Moon Handbook Guides on Argentina, Chile, Buenos Aires, and Patagonia. He's your first go-to stop if you're traveling that way. We'll be right back. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at rudymaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. Now, if you call that toll-free number, 
Many of our, most of our stations actually time shift this show to later on Saturday. I record at 10 to noon Eastern time, um, and many of our stations carry it live, but most, you know, time shifted Saturday, it's fine. Sunday, I write the news, uh, taking that in mind. Um, so you may get a recording when you call, and if you get a recording, you hear my voice inviting you to leave a message. If you have a comment about a guest or a question uh, for me, uh, let me know, and occasionally we do put uh, listeners on the air if it's a question that whose answer might help a, a significant another a member of, members of our audience. Um, but uh, if it's a quick question I can answer, I'll just drop you an email or give you a ring back. At any rate, um, before we do some deals, let me just uh, tell you this. Maybe you enjoy reading a copy of GQ or Vogue magazine now and then. Now, both magazines are published by Condé Nast Publishing. And Condé Nast is expanding their brand to include places you can actually go and hang out in. The company's second GQ bar opened in Istanbul in February. Its first had been very successful in Moscow. In June, a Vogue club will open on the 45th and 46th floors of a Singapore skyscraper. The club's actually a restaurant and a lounge area with live music, and that follows on the success of a Vogue cafe also in Moscow. Over the next 12 months, the company plans to open more GQ and Vogue bars and restaurants in Dubai and Bangkok and Latin America. There are no plans to open branded dining and drinking spots in the U.S. or Europe. The company says it's focusing on regions of the world where there's an affinity for luxury brands in hospitality and retail. So take that, Europe and the United States. All right, let's do some deals of the week here. I got a lot of them this week. Again, it's a deal season, this sort of shoulder season. Thank you for the Jeff Ryder cash register. I wonder how many hours he had to tape that to get it just right. Here's a quick one. If you stay in Starwood Hotels, the company's offering discounts at North North American and Latin American properties through June 2nd. You'll get up to 15% off weekends at city hotels and all weeks during all, all during the week at resorts. You've got a book by April 25th. I've got a link to that. The URL is too long to give out over the phone. I have a link to that at my Facebook page, uh, Facebook fan page. It's Rudy Max at Travel Slash Leisure. And by the way, when you click, when you get there, click like, won't you? We're, I think we're up to 2,600 already. And it went, started going real fast. If we can get to 27, we're just 300 short of 3,000. Trying to get to 3,000 before the summer heat sits in. Sets in. Excuse me. If you've been thinking about visiting a national park, well, we're coming up to National Park Week. And all 401 uh, units of the National Park Service will offer free admission from April 22nd to the 26th. So write that down in your calendar. Free admission to national parks, April 22nd to 26th. Kimpton Hotels is offering some kind of deal they call In Touch, and they're offering all kinds of... Uh, uh, all kinds of great prices in Philadelphia. You can see at the Monaco or the Palomar from $189 a night. That's good from now till, uh, um, well, April 30th. There's uh, just a couple of weeks left on that one. Um, in Chicago, it's the Allegro and the Monaco, 20% off Thursday through Sunday from now through May 11th. Salt Lake City, Monaco, 25% off through May 25th. Uh, New York's got a pretty good deal, 20% off their two hotels, Muse and Eventi. Uh, good Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from now till July 7th. So we've got a book by April fi- 15th, which uh, is coming up upon us quickly. Uh, some of these have very quick uh, booking dates. So go to Kimpton.com. And in uh, California and Colorado and Utah and the coast and desert and the mountains, they'll give you 25% off on weekend or weekends, weekday stays from now till May 31st. Uh, got a book by too late to book. Sorry, that was April 11th. My fault. I should have looked at that. American Airlines has got sort of summer premium class sale. Um, I wish the prices were a little lower, but they're still not bad. You can fly New York and JFK to Milan for $2,800 round trip in business. That could be $5,000, $6,000 generally. Uh, Boston to Zurich for $3,000. Dallas-Fort Worth to Madrid, $3,200. Chicago, Dallas-Fort Worth or Miami to Paris, $3,300. Keep in mind, I'm, I'm rounding the numbers off, by the way. Dallas 
Chicago, Miami, Paris is actually 3,279. We call it 3,300. Now, the valid uh, um, travel period is June 28th to the end of August for departures, and you've got to come back by September 5th. A Saturday night stay is required. There's also a first-class uh, sale. Uh, the prices I just gave you were for business class. And Aer Lingus is giving you upgrades for $525 each way this spring and summer flying into Shannon on the west coast of Ireland as opposed to Dublin. Um, local politics require that Aer Lingus keep providing international service to Shannon in order to get business travelers to fly them. They're offering an incentive, incentive of $525 each way to upgrade to business class when you book a round-trip round trip coach seat to Shannon from either New York JFK or Boston Logan. You've got to stay at least five days. It's valid for travel between June 1st and August 31st. But listen up. you got to book by this week, April 17th. Cafe Pacific in Hong Kong is also uh, giving you a deal on premium economy um, from its gateways in San Francisco and Los Angeles. $1,842 round trip, or from Chicago and New York, $1,942 round trip. Um, there's a $25 surcharge for weekend flights. That will get you in premium economies. You get a little extra leg room and maybe a couple other perks. Uh, what else we got? Oh, boy. Uh, Hilton Hotels is offering 1,000 bonus points a night for each weeknight stay between now and June 30th. 2,000 bonus points a night on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights. That is for most of the Hilton family portfolio of hotels, so check that out. We're coming to the end of the first hour of Rudy Max's World. Always a tragic thing, isn't it? No. Uh, some of our stations do leave us after one hour, but most stay on, I'm delighted to say. Uh, we've got a full menu coming up in the second hour. So we're going to take about a six-minute break for a little bit of local news and uh, uh, some commercials. We'll be back in six minutes. Stretch, because we got a full menu coming up in Rudy Max's World. Nice to have you here. Hope you're enjoying your weekend. Hope you continue to, and I hope you stay with me. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.